I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Ron Kimberling on the line, and he's a research fellow over at Independent Institute. Ron, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Adam. It's a delight to be on your show. I've heard the other podcasts you've done, and you always have interesting people and interesting topics, so I, I hope to join that group. Oh man, I'm excited to get into into this with you. When I saw when I saw your um when I saw your show notes and, and kind of some of the topics you want to talk about, I mean, first off, you're a former university president and you want to talk about um how students and families can plan for college expenses without incurring heavy debt. So I mean, can there be a more on point topic and or critical timing for this? I don't know, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> um it's on a lot of people's minds. And it's it's really become a burden for uh, you know the the generation of, of both millennials and Generation Z. So, so Ron, I want to start off. Let's kick it off like this. Um, so I want to start off with a little bit more about your background, so the audience can get a, a feel for um, for you know what you've done. So let's start there. So how did you get started in your career? Well, you know, the writer Ernest Hemingway once said everybody should write their autobiography in six words. So mine goes as follows: grew up poor, never left school. Oh, <laughs> I did so grow good. up poor. I was the first generation in my family to go to college, so I can I can relate. And I had to work my way through college, which is almost impossible to do these days. But in the late '60s, early '70s, it was possible. Um, stayed in school. I kind of segued from uh, being an English major. Uh, to uh, some a journalistic field, and at age 21, I was actually a radio news director for one of the very first NPR affiliates in the nation in uh, the San Fernando Valley of California. But I decided to go the more academic route, wound up getting a PhD in English at USC, and uh, I've taught, <laughs> I've been an administrator, uh, I joined the Ronald Reagan uh, administration in the early 80s and wound up becoming Assistant Secretary of Education, which gave me a whole different perspective on federal student aid and all the regulations and, and so on, and came back into education um, with the for-profit sector of education. And I've been the president or chancellor of four different institutions over a 30-year career, and now I'm in the next phase of my career, uh, rejoining the Independent Institute, which is neither Republican-leaning nor Democrat-leaning. Uh, it's uh, kind of libertarian, uh, independent voter-leaning, if you will. And I'm writing articles and research reports for them and having a ball. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. I love it. And I loved your six words. I was trying to come up with my own, and I'm like, uh, in six words, how did I become a podcaster? <laughs> I'm going to leave my autobiography <laughs> with a with question mark. <laughs> uh, that, that sounds kind of zen. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. Uh, so, um, Ron, I think that's also um, – 
let's uh that's, that's a great um a great basis for our discussion with which is planning for education now without incurring a lot of debt i mean where would you like to start well let's put ourselves in the shoes of parents okay mm-hmm. so the day your child's born celebrate it because <laughs> it won't come around again <laughs> it's all the, okay the day after they're born start planning for college awesome and uh, a lot depends upon two things the family's resources and that's going to change as your mm-hmm. child grows from zero to 18 or thereabouts um, but also what is the family history of going to college I'll tell you when I went to college uh, nobody in my family had gone so I all I had were kind of myths and legends and maybe mm. media perceptions. If you are one of those families and you've really dedicated yourself to sending your kid to college, you know, start early, go on the internet, research some college sites, talk to people that you work with or friends or family members who've gone to college because colleges um, like to present themselves you know, as these sacred institutions. And in fact, from a business standpoint, the thing to know about colleges is that they're a service industry. Mm -hmm. And as I think about colleges, I I say, okay, as a service industry, what is their product? The product is their people, their professors. And what else is that like? That's like a law firm. Their product is their lawyers. It's Mm -hmm. like a CPA firm. The product is their accountants. So, uh, and also, like any industry, it's going to try to develop its brand identity and the price structure, uh, particularly for private colleges, but even in different states. Uh, It depends on a lot of factors, but uh, there's a myth out there that the more expensive college, you know, like Harvard, uh, then the higher the quality. Well, I like to think of Harvard as the Dom Perignon of higher education. Mm-hmm. And it'll cost $160, $200 a bottle uh, as opposed to, you know, a really good champagne that might cost you 30 or $40 a bottle. Aside from a really, really special celebration, <laughs> do you really mm-hmm. want to buy that Dom Perignon? Oh, who, and, uh, who knew who knew it could taste so good? Higher education, I love it. Continue, please. Sure, sure. Well, so that's one thing. Get get to know colleges. Mm-hmm. Get to figure out your financial resources. Start saving as soon as you can. And uh, my wife and I opened a five twenty nine plan when my son was maybe about two years old, and we were able, fortunately, with sufficient resources, to put aside enough money that. Uh, he is now 25 years old. He's uh, working as an engineer, and he graduated debt-free. Um, so not everybody can do that. Think mm-hmm. about grandparents. Did you know that grandparents can uh, open up a 529 plan and uh, channel money to their uh, grandchildren? And in many states, contributions to a 529 plan are tax-free. Uh, and certainly mm-hmm. withdrawals. So yeah, that, that's I, one way to help finance. 
I love it. And one of the things I used to do, I mean, I've been in media now for three years full time, but um, I mean, I have 14-year background in financial services. And so for my clients, what I would do is, um, and many people don't know this, but um, 529, within the same family, you can actually change the beneficiary of the funds on the account. So what I would do is once I knew, if I had a newlywed, um, you know, let's say that came in and they were they were going to be my new clients, I'd ask them, do you do you plan on having children down the line? And if the plan was yes, so meaning if they're like 100% yes, we want to have children, um, you said to, to open it the day after there, I would say before they were even conceived. So you can you could open up the, and again, laws and things may change, so go and ask your financial planner now um, that, but what I would do is I would have them open up one in the name of one of, of one of them so they would open up because an adult can open up a 529 they'd open it up in the name of them and then just start putting little amounts of money because what you want is compound interest working over time so now you're thinking about okay you're putting this money in a 529 plan in your name when you do have that child you can change the beneficiary to them and if you have more than one kid and you you let's say there's more than enough money in that plan um, to where you sufficiently funded the first child um, you can change the beneficiary to that next child if you like um, so that the, the idea being is that you have a better opportunity with tax sheltered money um, that you're um, that in terms of growth over the long haul and compound interest is on your side. So when you think about it that way, it's like you can really start keeping up. And um, as you mentioned with grandparents, that's another thing that's a really easy tip. Instead of grand, the grandparents paying for the kid, I mean, or the or the baby, you know, all these toys and other things. I mean, it's a baby. I mean, okay, how many toys does a baby need or this or that? Have them start, you know, hey, let's make that instead of wasting 100 or I shouldn't say waste, instead of spending $100 on toys for a baby or this or that, hey, how about we just, how about we put that in the 529 because if you compound that over the course of let's say 18 years if it's just happening when the child's just born I mean that could be really significant to making sure that even small budgets can help that child um, go to college whatever college they want to and come out debt-free Adam that is a wonderful wonderful uh, synopsis of ways to, to make the 529 work and uh, I'll tell you you could ask any parent of, of someone who has reached the age of 21 and you're starting to clear out all of the childhood stuff and you mm -hmm. open the toy box and you say, okay, here's your old toys. Which ones are special <laughs> to you? And you know what? 90% of the toys go to the Goodwill Yep, because they don't even remember them. But boy, will they remember the gift from grandma and grandpa of going to college. Oh my so, gosh. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is you know, how do you get discounts, okay? Mm -hmm. How do you lower the total cost of education? Well, the first thing is really seriously consider a community college uh, for the first couple of years. And if you've got an exceptionally bright child, when they're in high school, have them take advanced placement courses and examinations. You know, the, a high school graduate who's very bright <laughs> can actually earn almost an entire year of college credit through advanced wow. placements. And that basically is costing you very, very few dollars compared with going to a residential four-year school, even a state university, uh, for the whole, the whole four years. Because you're taking general education courses. You're not taking the major courses. 
And your bachelor's degree diploma is not going to say XYZ Community College. Your mm-hmm. bachelor's degree when you transfer is going to say, you know, BMF State University or, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, that can save you a boatload of money. Nah, that's all great advice. And, uh, Ron, I can talk to you about this all day long, but we're just about out of time. If, um, so uh, if somebody's listening to this and they want to connect with you or just learn more about what you're doing, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, a couple of ways. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can you can just Google the words Ron Kimberling LinkedIn, and uh, no doubt you'll find me. I'm also on Facebook. Just look for C. Ronald Kimberling. And you'll find me at, I don't think there's another C. Ronald Kimberling on Facebook. Awesome. Fantastic. Um, Well, hey, Ron, really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing more about your background and all the great work that you're doing. Um, And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. If you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Money Matters Top Tips, um, um, throw some comments in the comment section on this video. Let us know what you do, um, what you've done to plan for higher education, or if you have maybe some other ideas about it that maybe we didn't cover in this episode. Um, love to engage and have that continue the conversation with you uh, there. And uh, Ron, thanks again for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Adam.